Okay, you all good? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Welcome back to the B2C Lead Gen Podcast. My name is Daniel Hopewell here with Simon Delaney and this is episode 55, The Power of the Brand. If you've listened to this show before, if you pay attention to Simon's many LinkedIn posts on the subject, you'll know we've talked a lot about the power of the brand in lead generation before. Um, Today we're going to explore the subject in a little bit more depth and give it our full attention as we dive in. Simon, um, like I say, we've discussed this before, but let's, uh, let's go back and sort of Go through it again. Why is the brand so important in lead gen? Well, the brand is the number one multiplier of performance. Um, and by that, I mean that your advertising ROI is impacted by the brand, its market share, its size, its reach more than absolutely anything else. Um, so because of that, the brand you could say is the absolute number one thing that matters within Legion. And you were talking before um, about this in relation to kind of just ad spend in general, right? Mm. Well, yeah, the thing is that lead generation outside of intent channels um, runs ads, right? Like how else do you get people to landing pages, do anything else? So let's say it's all form-based landing pages or websites online you've got ppc which is obviously intent based so if i just search i don't know life insurance for example I, it's obviously i'm pretty keen so brand's still important then but you're using the user's intent to um actually like push them into a certain funnel but absolutely everything else facebook um all uh affiliate based stuff all um native stuff is all just interruptions in the middle of what people are doing and that all carries ads and so if you imagine those ads are what actually um are the thing that's driving the brand that people see yes it has like you know their problem or a thing they're looking for but that life insurance ad if we stick on that vertical um that's what interrupts their flow it gets them thinking, oh, I need life insurance, or whatever it is that makes them think it, and then they enter the ad. But if you're a brand or you're growing a brand, you need to have your brand on that ad because only 10% of people are going to click the ad in the first place if you're lucky. And then when you go on the landing page, you want a brand on it again because probably only 10% of people are going to fill that thing in. So you've lost a massive amount of traffic um, just from generating a lead. So if you don't have your brand on that you've you're only speaking to a minute amount of people um that are actually coming in as leads uh and that's you know why it's so important okay i get the theory behind this i know the results from things you know we've looked at before we've seen how this is massively like say 10 times multiplier on on it what i'm going to try and do is from the perspective of any brands listening or people working at brands how do you practically incorporate your brand into the agenda is i guess the question if you are a big brand already um it's fairly simple because you just need to make sure your brand is being used in all the assets that are generating the leads so this is um on the ads on the landing pages and all the lead nurturing that you do which is a different subject entirely 
Um, but it's fairly simple. You might already have a, a known brand. And all that happens is um, you are then pushing the brand further. Your reach is going even further. Your advertising ROI is even coming down. So it's positive in sort of every single aspect. It's almost it's like the opposite of a vicious circle, like a, a nice circle. Uh, because it all it does is it just impacts everything positively. Um, but if you're either trying to grow a brand or um, creating a brand, which is a sort of position that a lot of lead generators might be in or smaller um, companies, I guess, that are buying leads and selling to them as well. Um, growing a brand is really difficult, especially if you're in a sort of saturated market. So if we stick on like life insurance, for example. So the only way to counter that is you either um, create a brand in a niche within an oversaturated market so if you say is life insurance um you know you go for a, like a really specific part of life insurance so you look at like the key facts of you know i don't know when people take out life insurance is when they have kids when they move house when they buy a home um they're generally like key triggers so when you start thinking about that you could think well we could do life insurance for first-time mothers or we could do life insurance for people that are moving into a semi-detached home it'd be like a really specific niche that would resonate with the people in that market and then you all you need to do is um have access or, or sorry understand what the tam is which is the total addressable market of all the people you could go after to match that niche and ideally it's funnily what smaller you go the better and then the, when you build out your niche you can then start growing your sort of other niches out and uh, making the brand more generic but if you are a, um, a big brand sorry there's one other thing or um, if you want to grow a brand go after an underserved market so this could be something that almost doesn't exist at the moment um, which is great so it could be um, I don't know window cleaners imagine leads for window cleaners I've never seen anyone do that I'm sure <laughs> I don't know if there's a market for it but there's a lot of houses a lot of people that want their windows cleaned um, and it tends to be I've literally just thought this off the top of my head so uh, it could be absolutely ridiculous or someone might take it but um, you know every single uh, person I know either wants a window cleaner or has a window cleaner so there's obviously you know but how do you get them it's usually like word of mouth um, you might have to look in some, you know, you look online or whatever. So I'd imagine it might work quite well in Legion if there's an ROI. Can someone just knock on my door and say, "Can I do them?" I was like, "Yeah, I think it's turned up." But... Yeah, we imagine all you do is just going off on a massive tangent. Is if you started contacting all the window cleaning companies in like specific cities. So let's say um, you went, I don't know, like London, Manchester, Birmingham, Sheffield, Leeds, and you had two sales guys got something like yellow pages or online and went right i want you to call every single window cleaning company or individual um and see if they'd be interested in buying the leads of people who want their um windows cleaned and you just create a form get two sales guys calling them have the leads coming in and create a ping tree that just distributes them possibly on a radius um of where they actually serve uh and that would be 
I'm, I mean, I can't imagine someone goes and does this. I, I don't know if there's enough ROI and I don't know how much window cleans are. It's like 20 quid, but you, what you could do is sign them for like a three month or six month thing and it'd be, it'd cover it. But um, yeah, it's a massively underserved market potentially. So if you're going to grow a brand and you suddenly become known as the brand that can get window cleaners like that in big cities, I mean, that is like a, a perfect thing. Um, or if you're a big brand, um, you've already got like the significant reach. We've mentioned this already, right? So you just keep running the ads. You just need to make sure that your um, your ads are showing, and you know you're collecting the leads and the individuals that see everything um, become associated to your brand. One thing I do want to ask is, we talked about brands going to the generator saying, "Put our logos on this," um, and as we said. As we said it's because the results are, you know, 10 times more or whatever. Is there any reason why the lead generator wouldn't be, like, desperate for that to happen? Like, it's just going to bridge results. Well, if you're a lead generator, you'd be trying to achieve the same thing, right? Like, so this is, this is really aimed at sort of anyone who's trying to grow a brand because, I mean, there's something we've been talking about for years, like, before we started the podcast. So this must be two years ago in baseball we had this concept of like lead generators need to become brands and brands need to become lead generators um so if you're a lead generator and you're growing a brand so like the example we just talked about with the window cleaning thing um you know you want your brand to be the the thing associated with it that's not to say um that you wouldn't then list or work with the brand that's using you so on most landing pages that we've gone through on the um, previous podcast i think with oliver kenyon before and we you know we encourage people to incorporate it you typically have like trusted brands or as seen on on your landing pages anyway so what will happen is the lead generators that are working with well-known brands because that's again what they're doing is just utilizing the power of well-known brands because they know it increases conversion rates um so yeah in that uh, from that uh, perspective, you would use the, the power of the brand um, associated with it. But it might be not just one, they might have several, but it's really good if you can put like in conjunction with, but ultimately the brand, if you, if you sort of going to do it seriously and on a massive impact, you use the brand. Okay. I guess, I guess, I think when we started this, I expected to sort of talk more to the brands and the lead buyers and that side of it. But I think actually this is kind of, you can look at this from both sides, like both the brand and the lead generator, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the thing is, anyone involved in lead generation knows this, right? Which is, there's a whole world of programmatic exchanges and banner networks and places that can grow your brand but effectively, and we went through this with Dr. Augustine Food, most of the traffic is just bullshit. Like you're not growing anything. You're like, you know, you might, I don't know, 15% of the traffic might be real, potentially less. If This is if you're working like with massive exchanges, not with publisher direct or on smaller um, exchanges. Um, so when you're working in lead generation, because effectively you're at the coalface and everything, ultimately typically works back to a sale although not always um you have to produce results and that means that where your traffic is come from has to be 
almost 100% real because otherwise you know, you're just chucking money away. I'm sure some of it isn't, but it's really difficult to quantify. But what that means is, let's imagine that 80% of the money spent on programmatic exchanges is just spunked away, right? Like you can spend shitloads less on lead generation and achieve far more brand awareness. Like the opportunity is just huge for brand awareness for doing the exact same thing that all these other like advertising channels claim to be doing, but on um, and lead generation. Everyone focuses on the lead, and that's right. And everyone, or no, not everyone focuses on the sale, but they should be focusing on the sale. They'll focus on the lead a lot. But what everyone misses is the massive opportunity for real traffic, seeing real ads creating real brand awareness and growing a brand. Um, and this is why if you're a lead generator as well, there's no point in knocking together like winky wanky landing pages um, and creating ads that are just like real, real clickbaity stuff. Because if you're going to be really serious about it and do it properly um, and you want your advertising ROI to come down, um, creating a brand is the number one way to do it. Um, yeah that's that's the way to think about it i think that's actually kind of brings us sort of full circle in a way um because that's a very interesting point i think when i became into this i was approaching it from the perspective of how the brand can help the lead generation but actually it works the other way lead generation can be used to help brand awareness in the brand yeah um, i mean the, well the thing is with the lead generator so if you're a brand like already and you're a well-known brand it's perfect you just it's this nice circle rather than a vicious circle you're just creating and benefiting from your brand name even more and your advertising roi is great your lead costs go down your conversion rates go up if you're a lead generator coming into it and you have the opportunity to grow a brand i.e companies are just buying the leads that you create and they aren't asking you to do it on the back of their brand there is nothing better that I know of online uh, with a caveat that I need to think about that a bit more, but uh, that will help you grow a brand with that like amount of brand awareness that you get. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, I think I the guest was one of the guys from MVF was talking about this micro branding thing as well, like just loads of little impressions that almost like brush strokes that add up to the whole. I thought that was a nice. A nice way of thinking about it, yeah. Well, yeah, and someone like MBF, you know, they've got all their own brands. I mean, they must have realized this a while ago. Um, you know, that it's they've got a huge opportunity to grow a brand here. And they effectively that's all the comparison sites have done as well. Um, but what they've then done is move away from um it being leads and do it as a sale. But you could arguably say that a lot of the comparison sites are more well known than the brands that they serve yeah which is like an amazing thing right and that is it's literally like the power of the brand that they've grown well actually we're talking about the um life insurance stuff as well it's like those um dead happy what's the other one tom or frank or i forget the name yeah, no. tom it's tom what's the shoes there's, two, there's a couple isn't there i can't remember the names but, they've um, changed they've changed the like the form actually from the last time i saw it but yeah the um so if you remember, I did a talk at Lead Gen World um, London last year, and we spoke about these brands 
and the way to think of and that was to do with thinking of niches if you're going to be growing a lead gen brand and they're like the perfect thing so tom went after you know hipster dads over a certain age knowing that it was like you know it could be sort of buying houses they're at that age of having kids all these sort of trigger points and just really honing in on a niche that was probably like no one had thought of before um and that's really how you grow a brand because if you're just building like generic life insurance pages they're not going to resonate with anyone you know like they're not you know be quite good on PPC because you're just going after intent-based stuff maybe but anything else there's no real opportunity to grow a brand because it's not an underserved market because it's like billions of life insurance lead generators and companies um and uh, you're not creating a niche that's that's yeah. really the key if you're you know if you want to create a brand to, I think to, it's exciting too. Do you know, like? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd love to sit there all day. If we weren't, I said this years ago when um, I don't know if he listens to this. Paul Kemshill, who runs uh, Marketing Punch now, came to the office here. Me and him were chatting. And he said, "What would you be doing if you weren't running a software company?" I said, "I'd be sitting in this room, um, having ideas about lead generation companies I could create." that was literally i said and i was like it would be i created niches but like the window cleaner thing you know every week i speak to someone a lead generator virtually and have this same conversation and i literally get so excited <laughs> sounds ridiculous doesn't it uh i get so excited talking about ideas for niches or underserved markets that's why i could come up with the ideas really quickly because i literally do yeah. it constantly i wonder like if i'm listening to some lead generator i mean it's I'm from quite a creative background anyway. This is the kind of thing that, you know, I do. But I wonder how people listen to it, think, like, do they do they only care about, you know, whatever, like you say, building these crap landing pages that just get the results? And, or do they actually care about building something a bit more substantial, being creative, building a brand and making things look nice and that kind of stuff? Like, that to me is the thing that I would find exciting if I'm listening to this. I'd be like, opportunity here is, like, to do something creative and, Proud yeah, of that, yeah, exactly. Or working with a brand to do something for them, right? So yeah. it sort of works in two ways. So you're either generating leads for the brand on behalf of their brand, and um, you know you can explore like ways to improve conversions, way to improve sales, way to improve like the ads potentially, and do it all within their brand guidelines. But this, like, this is sort of like agency work that people were, you know used to get really excited about or like you said creating a brand and just thinking of these niches and thinking of underserved markets and thinking of how to approach it and then it you know the whole thing then uh plays into like cro as well and um you know ways of like engaging people and thinking of the psychology of the you know movement of people through landing pages and the ads they respond to and what happens after that i think it's like one of the most exciting things to be involved in um but let's say you can go both ways though. Like if if I was given the task of coming up with a landing page and what I want for like life insurance, what I want is, you know, stock image of some middle-aged man pointing and looking happy, sat on a sofa, where the hell it is, and three bullet points. Yeah, they're trying to formulate things. I think it would get really boring. But like you say, you work like someone like Dead Happy or Tommy, like, right, do what you want here. Come up with something, create something new. I think that's actually what makes it good. It's really interesting actually because the... um. Because I agree with you, right? So, like, full disclosure, we have this thing of transparent as fuck, so we'll just talk about it. So, as you know, we build landing pages in Databold for clients. We call it, like, marketing operations. We'll build a landing page and do everything else. 
and it can be really difficult to build brands on the back of that because everyone's nervous about the spend because what you want is i like okay i could knock you up a landing page like a generic thing for 300 quid and we'll just copy you know the formulaic things so like if it's life insurance or I, I don't know yeah it's the same thing someone on the beach pointing to the distance happy couple former on the right or lot you know multi-stage form um and they you know they have a purpose and they work and things but yeah they're not they're not going to stop people in their tracks that's really what it's about right but also it's not a false economy because although yeah it's cheap in the short run what as we can see is the good strong brands will outperform in the long run so this is the advertising all right it's the thing it this is why it then becomes a vicious circle it's like it's it is so interesting this stuff because the basically if so if i was a lead generator um, I'd set up a company two months ago and I'm going to start bidding on PPC, uh, Facebook, Native. I build a generic life insurance page and I'm trying to keep costs down as low as possible. I've got two buyers for the leads. Um, I'm really scared about how they're going to perform everything else. I'm potentially not going to put as much money as I should or could want to into building that landing page because i don't know what's going to happen on the back of it so there is this sort of fear i guess but i think if you can remove that and then start thinking of brand first which is how can i really resonate with an audience so that my leads or the people i engage with are going to think of me before anyone else and that's really what like Tom did, right? If you look at like we were talking about with Tom, if you were a dad over 35 with a beard, married and a barbecue, um, and that's like so niche, right? But I can think of those things just by looking at the, um, or anyone kind of looking at the landing page, you would think of no other life insurance company other than Tom. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's really what it's about. And that, you know, brands have a like inbuilt natural advantage because of that. They don't need to worry about that anymore. So if you're the biggest life insurance brand, I don't know who that is. Um, Beaver or someone like that? Yeah. They, you know, it's been going for 50 years. They've already got massive market share. Everyone knows the brand. Anything they do just adds more positivity and makes people think of them. They're trusted, everything else. So there's no point in trying to compete against that create your own market i think that's where the excitement comes i mean i'm just i'm just looking at i've got like notes on right inside of my screen as we do this but i make sure we go around certain areas and i feel like we've gone completely off piece today you know we should call this podcast the, the vicious circle or the, or the nice circle or something um and then we talked about window cleaning leads and also you know maybe some ideas so if everyone comes everyone wants to develop this niche you know um, let us know I was, I was literally talking to someone about it last week. And I can't remember. It was another weird little niche that we came up with. And uh, I was trying to convince him to go and hire two salespeople to go and do it. I, I'm going to have to ring him and see if he's done it. We should do like a challenge or something. Do you know those things where you like, you, you like run the generators, so you pick like a vertical like window cleaners. But it's like the niches, <laughs> men over 40, and they're like three different things. You have to come from brand using those three random sort of generator things to develop it like on the show. like an episode quite fun, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think, yeah, we, you know, 
So if you're a big brand, great. Use the power of the brand to um, get your ad advertising ROI even better and get more conversions. It's brilliant. Like you already have a massive natural inbuilt advantage to go for it. If you are a really small brand, just starting a brand or a lead generator, go niche in uh, oversaturated markets or um, find an underserved market that you think you can fill. I'm going to um, make a line there because I think that is a nice summary to end this on and yeah. take it home. Um, that was episode 55 of The Power of the Brand. Thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.